How Coronavirus Saved My Life, Episode 18, The Survival. Since the beginning of time, animals and humans are biologically built to survive. If an animal or human is missing this key biological component in their DNA makeup, they die. My entire childhood was about survival. I had the bare necessities, food, shelter, clothes. An outsider looking at me might see that I had it all. Growing up in a middle-class neighborhood, educated, white privilege. But what an outsider most likely didn't see was the constant criticism, gaslighting from my narcissistic mother, the violent situations my father, who was racist and drunk and addicted to drugs, put me in. What an outsider wouldn't see would be my severe lack of worthiness, my low self-esteem, my codependency, which took forms of being a promiscuous teenager, people-pleasing, not setting boundaries, and constant betrayal of my own needs. I have always had a lot of friends in my life. I created my family through my friends. Most of my friends have overcome adversities in such inspiring ways. My friends are my heroes. Around seven years ago, I met one of my hero friends, Anthony. His story as a man who is gay with HIV and the adversities of growing up in a large Italian family in Brooklyn with opposite political beliefs spoke to my soul in so many ways. Today is my first video podcast. I knew in my soul that my friend Anthony, who was one of my heroes, should be my first guest. The purpose of this episode is to help others find their own inner hero, and hopefully they are not, they can see that they are not alone and will help them to continue to survive. So today, Anthony, can you share your screen? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. And a a great introduction, I love it. And I I just want to out you on the word promiscuous because it's not a nice word, you know, it's sexually active. Well, sexually, we're sexually active. Promiscuous. Yeah, I say promiscuous because I was 14 and I was looking for love. And um, I, my heart chakra was broken. And so I was sleeping from guy to guy. Um, it wasn't sex, you know, it was uh, just a looking for love kind of thing. So, you know, but yeah, thank you. I like that sexually active. Um, so I, I'm, thank you so much for being here on my um, first oh. video podcast today. Oh, um, I'm so excited. Yes. Um, you know, I, when we met seven years ago, we met on Facebook, correct? March 10th, 2015. And I love that you, you always like keep dates and stuff like that. Cause I don't, I don't really keep dates, not anymore. You know, I just. I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot savant. I know number like Rain Man, you know, the movie Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I remember numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a journal where I write dates and I look at what the numbers mean and things like that. And. But um, I, so we met on a Facebook and we are both huge Madonna fans. That's how we met was on this Madonna fan group um, Facebook page, right? Yeah. 
and she was about she was about to put out an album or she had already five, put out five, an album. Five, five days before Rebel Heart, yes, March 15th, Very 2015. Cool. <laughs> yes, so she yes. was about to put out an album. And I remember, you know, looking back, I can see that um I was a very lonely little housewife, you know, who, um, you know, was just lonely and really looking for a connection that I didn't realize at the time I wasn't getting through my marriage or even realizing that's what my needs were. Yes, I love it. That's such a great cover. I love it. So, you know, <laughs> I was wait- I'm waiting for my album. It didn't. It was supposed to come yesterday. It didn't, but okay. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, so we met on this Facebook group and, you know, quickly we became really good friends. I have never in my life ever thought about going to New York. I've never been to New York. Um, but now since we have met, I have been to New York multiple times and it almost feels like a second home to me because it just, I just love it. I, I, there's so the people like just, you know, the energy, the vibe. And what I love about you, Anthony, is you're so magnetic is because like, I remember like when we first, I first visited you and we're like walking in like, and we're in the city and I mean, there's crowds of people and then people are like saying your name, like, how did I even see you? Like, because you're so magnetic. That's one thing, one reason I just love about you is you're, you're just magnetic. We, we met, we met in the center of the universe. We did. We did. We did. I love it. Um, so I wanted to have you give a little bit, a brief description about yourself and your story, kind of like growing up and, and things like that. Growing up, so you know, um, you know, I I know your story and 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 how your your childhood and and in ways it was the same, but it was opposite because you know my father was a my father was a drug addict and an alcoholic. Um, my mother got divorced very, very, very young. I was five when my my, my it was the last time I saw my father. My mother um, always shielded us from the pain, her pain mm-hmm. and her sorrow and always always live for her kids even though our relationship is not so great we'll get into that later um she survived she was she was a survivor you know she 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 took her role as a mother and was like i have i have these kids and, and i'm going to i'm going to make make their, their childhood as good as i could regardless and yeah and it sounds um, like she put everybody first except herself yeah which is very interesting because you know my mother's definitely not a you know i don't know if you you know she's a check writer not a coddler mm-hmm. you know she, she you know she didn't know you know she didn't know how to maybe that was the reason she didn't want to express what was going on right all she knew how to do was throw money and she thought right. that those right. were band-aids those were those were the band-aids for her yeah and that's one thing is like through my journey I mean money definitely is part of our trauma and we don't even realize that like you know my mom's moods would fluctuate whether there was a trust fund check in the mail or not and one thing I've also recently realized is like she never taught me like you know how to feel worthy or what kind of man is worthy of you the only thing that was important is if he brought in a good paycheck that's it like that's the standard is a good paycheck you know yeah absolutely you know um my mother's yeah it was all it's all it's all all about all about money and she could take a penny and make it a dollar 
Yeah, which is which is really inspiring. I love like hearing women like that can do that. That's I mean that to me that's inspiring, and I would love to get like financial tips from her. Yeah, um, I, I could take so a dollar. To the other extreme better. of the spectrum, where you're like, you know, you're using it for for other reasons that may be toxic. Yeah, absolutely. She made me she made me not not have any feelings, you know, because yeah. every, if I would have a if I would have a bad feeling or, or something bad would happen, it would automatically be fixed because I would want five minutes later we'd be in Toys R Us. Anthony. Wow. And that's that's almost like um, supporting an attitude of entitlement. Like, you know, you know, here. So do you remember, like, would that make you confused or numb or, or frustrated or what? Well, um, at a young age, I, I really didn't have any, I didn't know what to feel. All mm-hmm. I felt was if, if there was something that was going to happen, foreshadowed, you know, me and, me and my, me and my brothers and me and my brother and my sister, in, in terms of us to, to make everything to make everything better and you know and years and years later you know I realized that you know she really didn't know anything about me my mother you know she yeah. didn't want nothing I, and it, yeah my mom doesn't even know me but yet she's on public um social media site, sites laughing at my pain and um yeah. bringing up stuff from when I was a teenager when I was promiscuous you know uh, I had a broken heart you know and she's like calling me a liar but uh, and, she can do what, and she can do whatever she wants I mean that just I'm not it that's whatever you know is I'm indifferent right. um, it's just interesting. it just it just what it does is it gives more evidence that she's a narcissist you know what right. I mean like it just right. keeps showing right. that that's pretty funny because she's on my people that I know <laughs> suggested oh, really? friends. She's on my suggested friends. You may know this woman, Jeanette Nunziato. I'm like, you know oh what? yeah. They, Facebook needs to have a thing that says people you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, my sister showed my sister. My sister shows up, and I'm like, I'm not. I would never. I would never request her as a friend. She wouldn't. She wouldn't accept it. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So I know so your mom shielded you from your dad. Did you ever feel like there was this secret, like nobody was telling you about your father? Um, I, I did not know, I did not start learning about my father until later in my life, I was 25, and, mm. um, my grandmother was dying, his, his mother, and, uh, his parents, my grandma and grandpa, amazing people, like, uh, I miss them every day, wonderful, wonderful people, and, um, they took his role on. And also my mother was remarried when I was seven. So I really didn't, you know, I, I didn't really feel any absence or I, I was never even allowed to ask. I didn't ask questions. I didn't care because I was, I was getting everything I wanted. So what, what do I care? Yeah. And you had a really supportive stepfather, right? My stepfather was amazing. Yeah. My, you know, I, I was gutted, um, you know, October 17th last year. Um, mm-hmm. He finally lost his battle. He fought a long, hard line. He, he lived a wonderful life. So, but, you know, going back to that, you know, when I, my grandmother wanted to see her son before she died and, mm-hmm. but who are we to say, you know what, she did, for, she did everything for us we need, that we needed, you know, along with my, along with my, my stepfather, who she loved and she loved and supported. She wouldn't let him adopt us for some reason. Mm. I don't know how that worked out or whatever, why the reason was, but I met my father at 25 and the first thing he said to me was I left because I couldn't give you the love that you needed. 
And I wanted to give you a chance to be loved the way you needed to be loved. Now, wow, that that that, that takes it. You know what? That, he fucked up, right? But you know what? Yeah, that's and that's called unconditional love. Like, right? I mean, that is actually love. What he did for you is actually love. Because he gave me the great, he gave, gave me the greatest. I don't even call, consider him my stepfather. He's my dad. You know, I, I say dad. You know. Mm-hmm. Recently, I just called him. I speak to him all the time because we are like two peas in a pod. And you know what? Yeah. And he's my father. You know what? He did what he did. And you know what? Forgive him and forget. You know what? We're not right. going to change. Right. Past. I mean, that's really it, powerful. It, it, it turned out very well. It turned out yeah. better for me, honestly. How it was supposed to be. And you you had a very so good I, relationship with your stepfather. So, you know. So you grew up in, so you grew up in, you're born and raised in Brooklyn in this large yeah, Italian in, family, right? In the middle upper class neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. And um, so how old were you when you realized you were gay? Oh my God. I was probably, probably around 12. Around 12? Mm-hmm. And do you remember like what it was like? Did first of all, let me ask you this: Did you know any gay people? No. No. Okay. I, I all I knew was I heard the song on the radio, and I was electric went through my body. I, 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 electric went to my body three times in my life, and I, I, I was wondering what that was. And it was uh, I was a big music fan. I, I, you know, grown, I love music. And Casey Kasem was one of my my favorite people. I loved the American Top 40. And um, Holiday had reached at number 16. And Electric, he, as soon as the song started, uh, Electric just entered my body from everywhere. It was like I was, I, I was doing ecstasy without doing ecstasy. And I said to myself, wow, this woman is going to be something. And... I still maybe didn't understand, but I, I, I knew that she was going to be with me for a very long time, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be 50, I'm going to be fifty I'm going to be fifty one, and she's she still she's still 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 kicking it, and you know yeah. And then high school uh, was it high school? I you know I had a girl that I was hanging out with, who Madonna saved my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. She saved me from losing my virginity from a girl, the Vogue video. Very interesting, you know. If you'd ask, you know, if you asked her today, she she would probably don't want to admit it, but she, you know, yeah. we spoke yeah. about so it. Because you, you and the girl were maybe about to have sex because you were yeah. a teenager, right? Yeah. And, and then, but the TV was on, and the the Madonna video came on, and yeah. you just stopped what you were doing, and you set up and you watched it. Yeah, and she was like. I said the Vogue video was on, but how can we not watch this? She's like, you saw this four thousand times. Oh I was my like, god, that is four thousand and one. I was like four thousand and one. Yeah, <laughs> tried to pose, and then she ran out crying. And, and how old were you? I was eight. I was eighteen, nineteen at the time. So, had you had any experience with any sexual experience with any males? Um, I did. I did with my cousin. Oh, okay. How old were you when that happened? Yeah, we. I was. We, 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 we were. Um, I guess it was maybe around that time. Around that. Around that time. Gotcha. Okay. You know, okay. So, so after that, and now at this point, had you um, met any gay people or kind of knew what gay meant? Um, not until I um, went to college. Really. And it was my first day of college, and I'll give you. Um, 
how this war came about um, behind me. I was walking. We were, we were. I was walking first day of college in, in in the campus. Had my Madonna shirt on, and I see this guy come across me, and he had a Madonna shirt on. And instantly, I was like, "Oh my god, I have I have to see what this is about." Yeah. And he lived not too far from me, and um, I, I, we started hanging out. And went over to his house. And he had a, a wall of Madonna records, just like that. It was a little, wow. a little, little less than this, obviously, a lot less yeah. than this. And uh, that's how I got that wall. And um, we, 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 we started to, we, we started to date. And then I had my first cigarette after we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your first gay experience and your first cigarette all intertwined. <laughs> yeah. So, like it was, it. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I started hanging out with him and my mother was very, um, who was this? What is this? Who are you going with? All these questions. And I'm uh-huh, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Your, not your business. And yeah. she was like, um, what you do is my business because you learn to live under my roof and you live under my rules. So you were living with your, 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 your mom, your parents, and yeah. you were going to college and you yeah. were, you know, had your first gay experience and all that stuff. And at that time, were you, were you saying I'm gay, like to your friends or were you like, how did that come like with your own personal stuff? Well, you know, um, I never really, you know, like through high school, you know, through high school, I was always to myself, you know, we, oh, you know, I started working in ninth grade, you know, in school because, you know, I'd ask my mother for money and she goes to me. You know, it's something that's called a job. And you have to go get, if you want money, you have to go work. She goes, how much more do you want from me? You know, I did, I did, I did my 18, I did my 17 years of 18 years of supporting you. Now it's time for you to ju- jump up and, you know, uh, you know, put in a, put in a barrel, you know, whatever. And, um, I, I got a job and then I, I worked through high school. So I really didn't know any, I, you know, other than the girl, other than that girl, you know, I, I met in class, but. And then in college, I, I met all my all, all my friends and started exploring. Um, yeah. Started exploring and met my friend Elise, who who is still a friend of mine over thir- by God thirty years. I was nineteen. Yeah. So, so we did like, you at that time when you were exploring? Were you telling your mother like about this ex- exploration? Not until I was not until I was questioned. Okay, when she was like, "What are you doing? Who, who are you hanging out with?" Yeah. And so would you tell her? I did, and you know what, and and you know, I, and I got the, I, I, I got the repercussions. I got, I got the three, the, the the three things that would happen, or the three scenarios that we could play with. Uh-huh. And one of, the, one of the scenarios was, well, you could tell us it's a phase, and it'll be okay. Or uh, you, we could take you to gain conversion therapy if you're gay. Wow. Or if you're gay, you just have to leave. So that's so a lot. There was every option was like a consequence. Yeah, right. And nineteen eighty it was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, uh, like because I just it was the first semester of college, and um, March March twenty first, nineteen eighty nine, the fabulous like a prayer album came out, <laughs> and it was a song "Express Yourself," and I was nervous as fuck, um, you know during the situation and then but all through in my head the back of my head 
I heard express yourself, don't repress yourself. And I just blurted it out. To your to your mom and your my mom. Just your mom? My mom, my mom and dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were y'all like in the living room or where were y'all? In the, in, in the living room, in the living room. My mother and, started, you know. And what did they say? Did they pause? Did they immediately react? Oh, uh, she started a circle crying. Really? Why was yeah. she crying? I, I don't I, I don't know. Maybe because she knew she had to throw me out. I don't know. Or, uh, yeah. And then my father, you know. And then I, then I changed my story because I said it was bisexual. <laughs> then I said, no, no, I'm bisexual. And my father was like, that's worse. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I don't know what the right answer is, but I just want to be myself. So were y'all, so why is, so was gay. So when I think of Italian family, I think of like Catholic, like, is it all like the religious part is why the gay part is considered wrong or what? <sighs> well, yeah, but you know, my parents weren't that religious. My parents weren't that religious. It's just their, up- it was just their, it was just their, up- it was just their upbringing. Very you know, conservative. Very conservative and, you know. Yeah. Did you always fit. feel like, like, um, you know, an outsider or black sheep growing up because everybody was so conservative and you, your brain has always been more like free and like to express uh, uh, yourself? Absolutely. 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 You know, like I said, I, you know, like, you know, I don't really remember much. I only remember the, like the, the key part, the, the key parts of it was, it was like, I, I was, I was living, living to survive, just living day by day and, and, and doing what I needed to do and not, not worrying, you know, no regrets. You know, I, I took a chance. I had, I had no choice to take a chance because, you know, what 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 was the reward for me saying that I was straight? What was the reward? Yeah, a, a house. Yes, a and that's one thing that I I am that admire that I'm so I admire about you. Like that's like one of the top five things is you were like in my body, my soul, and my heart. I had no other choice but to be myself and to speak my truth. But- why would I? Why would I choose to live miserable? You know, right, right. Misery, right. misery, 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 in the in the future anyway. So, but why, why, why give it a head start? Right, right. I know, and I, and I, and part of that probably too is why I that speaks to me so much is because my I was never allowed to speak my truth. I was never allowed to ask questions. If I would question something, I was met with gaslighting and questioning my reality and being told that's not the way it is and you know then you have the whole like siblings being pitted against you because when you're raised by a narcissist mother you know that's what they part of the thing that they do you know um so I I just when people speak their truth and that's probably why I've always been very drawn to Madonna myself is her speaking her truth with knowing there's going to be consequences and speaking even louder you know yeah yeah so, so you moved out of the house or you were kicked out of the house? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so after that, like, did you feel lost? Did you feel free? A combination of both or what? Um, yeah. You know, I, I was, you know, I, I was, I was relieved in a way, I guess, because I would be able to make, make you know, make my own rules and do as I pleased and not have mm-hmm. any, anyone would say, well, you know, it definitely, I didn't speak to my parents for a couple of months I don't think after that it was yeah. very it was very you know just listen you know this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm you know uh, this is, I'm gonna be me and uh, mm-hmm. regardless you know so yeah 
So did you start like dating, partying? Like I was, yeah, yeah, I was being promiscuous. Sexually uh, active. Sexually active, <laughs> yes. Promiscuous is very that word is very it has stigma. Stigma. Right. And that's what that's see, but my my thing is we're gonna take the stigma out of it because people can go, Oh, she's so promiscuous, but there's a reason why. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're gonna change it because here's the thing with me, like with words and language, nothing is either good nor bad. It just is. And so a promiscuous to me is a behavior that I had that because I had a broken heart, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a flag for people to see that something is going on at home that someone's well, lacking. Right. You know? And I'm so, sorry, part of the reason I was promiscuous or, or sexually active was because I did my, re, I did my research, you know, um, you know, what, what, what does gay mean? What, what, what does a gay man, what does a gay man represent? How oh, should wow. I, I start anything in? And one of them was about drugs, sex, rock and roll, and it was all party, you know. That, that's so, wow, okay, let's pause there for a minute, because that's just crazy. So you were researching, because you didn't know, you didn't never really met a gay person, so you right. were creating what that meant, what that meant to you, and so through your research, what a gay man meant was drugs, sex, and rock and roll? Yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. Party. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because there was, you didn't ever see like an example of a professional gay man like going to the corporate office or yeah. having a family. It was unheard of. It was unheard of, you know. And we were the brink of the AIDS epidemic, you know. Um, right, 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 right. So you were, so you were doing your drug, sex, rock and roll thing because that's what that was what your research said. That was the that's the stigma in itself. It's yeah. so crazy. Right, right, right. And so, so then. You what happened? So you kind of did your partying thing for I don't know how many years, and then you kind of got your stuff together, your act, your act together, your gay act together, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. then you started um, like having a career, correct? Well, yeah, well, I always worked because I had no other oh. choice. I, you know, I always worked. I work, you know, like I said, I was working in high school, and I, I, I worked in in high school. I worked at the same place from eighteen to thirty. Oh wow! I was okay. in real estate. Okay. I was in real estate, so I always worked because it was it was okay. no. I, okay. I know so what the, real estate, I, I was, so you were like real estate gay man by morning or day, and then gay partying guy at night. Yeah, we would you know I would come in with sunglasses, you know sunglasses, and the next day in February, and you know with the same clothes, and like well, you know everyone did, you know it was it it wasn't you know no one looked at me different because. All the girls did the same thing, and all, regardless if they were heterosexual or gay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, it, exactly. It, it was those little promiscuous girls. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? You know, it it, 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 it was known. It, it was known. We were, you know, that was that it, that was the time. You know, it was yeah. not, nothing nothing like it. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like Okay, and so then you're kind of going through your life. You're living on your own. You got your own place, right? Mm-hmm. And you are you. What's your relationship like with your parents during this? Uh, it, 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 you know, we'd spoken and gotten better, and you know, it was like you know, I guess you know, the the the, the less they the less they know, the better, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so then I, I remember your story about September 11th when September 11th happened. Um, yeah. what were you? Can you tell a little bit about that story? Yeah, sure. I was um, I was on the train, going to work. I was always um, you know, uh, going going um, going over the bridge, and 
I had gotten to work. I was always early, you know, I'd gotten to work like 8.45. Mm-hmm. And um, I got into the building and uh, the the um, doorman was like, someone hit, planes hit the World Trade Center. I was like, what? It's like, trains hit the World Trade Center. And it, it happened, it, it, as soon as it happened, it was all, it, it was all over the place. It, it, it happened and it was all over the news. It was just, it was, it. the world stopped, yeah. you know, especially in, definitely in New York. Right. Um, it was very interesting because my friend called me and he was like, Anthony, something's going on. I think we have to go to Century 21. Everyone's running towards Century 21. There must be a sale. <laughs> I was wow. like, yeah. meanwhile. <laughs> They're going crazy for the savings. <laughs> right, right. And you know, I was like, what do you mean sale? Century yeah, 21 is, is a sale. It's like the Costco parking lot. Nobody, everybody goes crazy in that parking lot. And Shane and I, you know, my ex-husband, we always go, they're going crazy because of all the savings. <laughs> right. You know, and, you know, and then, you know, it's like, you know, I, I took a deep breath and went upstairs and I was like, my sister works two blocks from there. Mm. And she, um, she actually got off the train and t- things were coming, uh, you know, things were coming from the sky already. And she got into the building and um, they locked, they locked down the building and they had to stay under their desks. Wow. And I was talking to her and um, they, they, we didn't know what was going on. And they were, um, and, and then about 15, 20 minutes later, we lost contact or the, the phone lines went down. Mm. So that was pretty scary. So now we, now we don't know what's, we don't know what's going on. You know, things are coming, you know, things are coming in. The second building went down. Mm-hmm. And everyone's in the office. We, you know, we were in Times Square, um, but still, we saw the smoke. We saw the smoke from Times right, Square. Right, right, right. And my boy, my, my my boss was very. Uh, he's like, he was okay. He goes, I'm gonna go get cash quick. Okay. And it was like eleven o'clock. He's like, let's just lock up. Or like, there's twenty five of us. Let's go to the bar. Because if we're gonna die, we're gonna die happy and drunk. Right, right. Together, the bar was packed. Wow! Every bar was packed. Cause we, we, the, the city was shut. We couldn't go anywhere. We lived. We, we, the, the train. Every, everything was shut. So no one could go anywhere. Wow! And then finally, like it, I think it was like um, five o'clock. They had a mass at St. Patrick's. We went to a mass, and then um, about nine o'clock, the the subway started opening again. You know, people, people, you know, will go and walk in the bridge. I wasn't walking any bridge anytime. Right. So, you know, that, and um, I, I'd gotten home and my sister was finally home and I saw her. We started this. I started, I started start crying and she was crying with me. And my mother's on the other couch. She's like, what the fuck he's crying about? He's at home. Yeah. You know, Who was saying that? My, my mother. You know, oh, she was like, just numb. She's just totally disconnected. Like, don't want to feel one little thing, huh? Right, right. And so, because she goes, let me. Probably scary for her to feel one little thing, you know? I mean, I don't know how yeah. she was raised, but, you right. know. Yeah. But that's not, that's unhealthy not to express, right? And it's very right. healthy to express. Right. So, after that happened, how long before you found out you had HIV? Oh wow, that was a while. It was um, you know, it was continuing my continuing my escapades. I'm still following it down. And the only you know, you know, I won't even go into it. You know, um, it, looking back, if I if I listen to the first album to the fifth to the sixteenth album today, I, I, I'll, I'll see this amazing, amazing journey. Amazing, yeah, it's like the soundtrack to your life. 
right? And the only thing, there was one thing that it didn't didn't listen to her. No matter how, no, no, how, no, how sexual she was, no matter how many, you know, uh, how, how her theme, she was her sexual content. She, her number one record was, don't be silly, put a rubber on your belly. Right, she right. always advocated for safe sex. And that right. was it. Was, was Madonna the only one, like, that you <clears throat> heard about HIV and was educated? Was anybody else in the, the gay community at that time talking about it? No, she was she was the first she was she was she was the first one in 1989. She put um she put a pamphlet in her, uh, like a print album, you know about AIDS and you know how you know, how how it's how it's contracted and and how to keep yourself safe. And she really and you know she, she did so much she did so much advocating for it that she was actually accused of having HIV. Yeah. And you know she was she was and, and you know she says in her one of us when she accepted the 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 advocate for change award she was like I realized that was the first time I realized that you know if you stick up for stuff and you stand out for something you you better prepare to, you better put your boxing gloves on and prepare to fight and continue. Better repair for your narcissistic narcissistic mother to come on your public media sites and and say crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you didn't listen to the Queen, but no. so were there like when you would go to like clubs and bar, gay bars, would there like be condoms everywhere, or was that like was that a thing or no? Um, there was um, there was no one, you know um. Once the medication started coming out, um, yeah, that's every, what things it started yeah. to be lax, and and you know, everyone started to get crazy, you know, get crazy again. Oh, I just, really? I didn't yeah. know that. So there was like this period. Are you talking about like the AZT medication? Yeah, before, yeah, like, uh, like, it, like, yeah, that that. Well, that was in the beginning, and then you know, and the thing like in two thousand, maybe, maybe even uh-huh. longer. You know, the first the first medication came out that was successful. Yeah. Um, people started to you know, act and behave like they did in the 60s. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> they thought it was like a, an open invitation to do whatever. Yeah. So yeah. How, yeah. what year was it where you were diagnosed with HIV? September 2012. Yeah. And how did that all happen? That Your story about all of that to me is just incredible. <clears throat> um... I had a toothache, actually. Really? And I had lost like 40 to 50 pounds. I, I, I had lost 40 to 50 pounds. I was actually, I was diagnosed today. No, yeah. Um, and it just asked, they asked me if I wanted an HIV test. For, you know, and I said, yeah. And then did, I, it, did you, when you lost that weight, because obviously you weren't intentionally trying to lose weight. Do you think that did you know that maybe you had it or were you? I was in denial? denial. I, I think I think I I, I think um, I, I did know I was in denial. So I just which is very typical. Typical, yeah, to denial, yeah. And I just thought maybe it would, you know, in the next couple of weeks they would come up with this miracle pill and just end it. You know, it will be right, right. It will be. And now, thankfully, today, you know, we have you. Yeah. you and all that good stuff. So were you, uh, did you have to go into the hospital? I was in the hospital, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in the hospital. And um, I, um, um, then when I met my doctor, 
it was like one o'clock in the morning. This five eleven, this woman, she was like four. She was like probably the size of Madonna. Italian, nice uh, uh, um, Italian uh, Irish Catholic girl, uh-huh. and I, w- I was up because I didn't. I was never slept there, and it was just she touched my hand, mm. and electric went through my body, mm. and I was like, "Wow!" And now that happened the, 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 twice with Madonna. The electric went through my body, and then her, and it was just bizarre. It was just. And the first thing she told me, <clears throat> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Just like, wow, she's, she's definitely, um, uh, what's it called? Um, when, it, when you're, um, uh, um, when, when they, when they accuse doctors of not being in bed, um, when it's like good bedside manner. Yeah. 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 Like, like a bedside manner was like, yeah. I, like I thought she so was she a girl. Like, her hand and what did she say? She said, um, everything's going to be all right, and it's not your fault. Oh my god! And like that's powerful, powerful. And the electric just like it, it was just like the, the, I, I could think back and think of the electric, and I was like, and I was like, you know, you know, I, I you know, was I happy? You know, all those other years. Mm-hmm. I was just maybe I was just medicating myself of all of, of you know medi- medicating myself, but also you know li- living my li- live, living my life the best way I can you know yeah something, something I had to give and maybe that and, and and you know I always say that it was I believe it was a gift to me that is that that is so powerful like I almost can't breathe because yeah. I that is something that I wish I had heard my entire childhood even now as adult for someone to grab my hand and say everything's going to be okay. And then after the words saying it's not your fault, like, yeah. man, that's just beautiful. I love that. And she said, if you work with, she go, and, and and everything she told me happened. She told me if you work with, if we work together in three years, and she did, and she said three years. She goes, it's not going to be rosy, but I promise you, I will get back, get back. I'll let, I'll make you be the be a, a new person. Wow, and, and, is... she was, and she wasn't shooting me. Uh, and I wrote an article about her. Yeah, it was um, quite, quite amazement. And, and I, I just, I, I love every time I went to her, it was like my birthday or, or, or Christmas because it was just uh, so nice to, you know, be free, be, 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 be free and be who you are. Make, you know, no judgment and nothing. You know, even when I decided to bring my family in with me with to my first to the first visit i'm a very i'm a very you know it's like you know i was always i always modeled myself from what i learned i learned family is family and i wanted them to be a part of it or or understand try to understand me and the you know when when she had told everyone and my sister uh, said to her, well, how do you think he got it? And my doctor was like, you know, does it, does it even matter? And, you know, like, right. Which is like the, which is like right now, the coronavirus. People are like, where do you think you got it? 
what does it matter? What does that change? It's almost, it's almost like this, it's really, honestly, it's an ego response, you know, because you, you're, you know, it's like childhood programming conditioning, like to ask that question, that is totally your childhood programming ego response. Like, you know, and that's what we're all doing is trying to decondition the stuff, you know, but same with coronavirus and the pandemic, like where, where did it come from? Like, where did you get it? You know, and I've done that before too. Like, where do you think you got it? You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't know why that would make us, why do you think that would make anyone feel better? Why does right. it take, it doesn't change anything, correct? Doesn't change nothing. It doesn't, doesn't change, change anything. Nothing. And actually it almost devalues the person and the struggle that they're going through right uh, right and, and 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 you know my sister made a comment and she 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 responded and i don't know why my sister thought that she would be on her side i'm the i'm the i'm i'm the patient and you know mm-hmm. she's gonna be she's gonna be neutral right and she was like regardless of what he did or how it happened or whatever he's a person he's a human and no human deserves this Wow. So. Um, can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, Anthony, I love your story. We are not done, by the way. We have more to talk about this because we are just getting started because I want to know all about your you know, how you, like, did you have to grieve and all of this stuff and taking medication and, and how you have taken that, that, that power back of just not just surviving, but turning it into thriving. Like that is just, your story is so beautiful. I love you friends. We're going to continue on. Okay. I'm going to stop the video. Can you hear me? Hold on one second. Why? Hold on one second, Mike. Sorry, my AirPods automatically, I don't know what happened. It's it's the spirit guides. But um but what I was just uh, saying was um thank you so much for coming on my show and telling your story. We are not done. I have a feeling that we have a part two and part three um more to talk about because just getting started with um you know your family's reaction and how you felt and the things that you still have to deal with when you're around your family and how they treat you with having, um, being a gay man, plus having HIV and a conservative family. Um, And then how you have taken your power back and the things you've done, you know, going to Washington DC and the things that you're doing now um, to help people and taking that power and speaking your truth. It's just beautiful. I love you so much. I love you. I love you as well. Thank you so much. Yes. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.